Hello and welcome to a new episode of Beyond Borders podcast. Today's episode is with a film producer who met a Syrian guy um, and they produced two movies about the refugee situation in Europe. Um, the first movie was about Feras escape himself um, because he filmed almost all the way from Syria to Germany. And the second movie is called Souls in Germany and they interviewed several other refugees um, who are already living in Germany. This episode is the interview with Daniel, the film producer, and there will be another episode coming, um, which is recorded with the director Feras together. But for now, you can enjoy the episode with Daniel and yeah, enjoy the episode. Who are you and what are you doing in your life? Yeah, uh, first of all, hi. My name is uh, Daniel, Daniel P. Schenk, a filmmaker, storyteller. I'm, I'm, I'm doing feature films, I'm writing novels, and I'm giving video workshops, uh, smaller corporations, to, to teach how to, uh, how to make films. That's it. So, and your latest movie was about the refugee situation. It was about... So several refugees um, who came to Germany and uh, yeah, integration was a big topic in the movie. So how did you come to that topic? Yeah, uh, I, it did not come naturally to me. Uh, it, it, I, I was not actively looking for this theme, so to speak. Um, it came via the director of it, um, Faraz Almaré. And we have to go back in time a little moment to explain the situation. It was around uh, 2016 where uh, I got an application from for an internship from a young man called Faraz uh, Marie. Uh, I didn't know him uh, at this point in time. Uh, I just saw that he was a Syrian refugee and that he was interested in learning the crafts of filmmaking, of media production in general. And, and I had a small, uh, and I have a small um, film production company. So, um, yeah, he was interested in j just, just, just la learning things. And for me, this was the very first time where this whole refugee situation uh, came right at my door. Uh, and yeah it was it, it was a very interesting uh, question for myself because I, I, I never thought of how could I get involved into this uh, into this whole situation in Germany and all of a sudden now I had a possibility a chance to engage myself to to reach out for uh, for one particular uh, refugee and yeah it, it was it, it was the first tough because there definitely was a language barrier but uh, after we first met but I thought to myself that well this is a possibility this is a chance to 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 really become part of it and to all to also give back in uh, in a certain way and so I said yeah let's let's do this then let's let's have, let's have this uh, internship here for four months and during this time I found out that Faraz uh, filmed his way from Syria to Germany with a small camcorder and uh, he was looking for ways um, 
on handling this material he didn't know what what exactly to do with it and he showed it to me and I said well that's, that's great this, this is really a very very interesting perspective uh, on on your journey on and on this whole situation so I offered him to produce a movie out of this footage and out came our first collaboration his first film uh, called Die Verbotene Flucht The Forbidden Escape and it was very interesting because it really just told in in pictures without many words the the, the stations from his uh, from Turkey to Turkey to uh, to Germany and after that a friendship or uh, during that a friendship friendship developed out of this internship and thought well maybe we can we can get some financing and maybe we can do another project again where Faraz will be the director and I will be more like the producer and this then became our second film Seelen in Deutschland um, Souls in Germany where we interviewed uh, refugees here in our region and also refugees help us so my my whole involvement with this theme was 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 always very centered around Faraz on the one side and those two films where we did together on the other side um so when you think back to the time before you met Faraz um, how was your own view, your own attitude towards the soul, the refugee situation in Germany? Yeah, I, I, I was always, uh, I, I followed it on the media. I, I was interested in it because it's it, it, um, obviously touched our whole society and so many people had to say so many words about it. But I, I, I never felt quite personally involved. It was just more like a, I, I felt like I was a silent observer of this whole situation. I, I always empathized with the refugees and I, I always saw the, the humanitarian crisis which unfolded in, uh, in our, front of our very eyes. Uh, so I always said, well, yeah, of course. It is. It is. A, it is a difficult situation. We have to find solutions, long-term solutions. But at the same time, when they in in the summer of 2015, all those refugees came in in, in one big movement. It was clear to me that yeah, of course, we now have to help them. But again, I just felt as as like an observer and. Um, yeah, I, I, then as, as the months went by, I, I started seeing more and more refugees here in, in my region as well, but I just shook it off and said, well, that's, that's, that's how things are now, until this very moment where I got this application from Ferraz for an internship. Um, and how did that change you then? How did your friendship also change your personal attitude towards the refugee situation? Um, it's... It, it, it gave it a more uh, human or perspective, so to speak. It, it, I empathized more with with the refugees as a whole because now I had a very very real example in uh, in blood and flesh uh, before me, and it, it, it was interesting to to see him uh, to see Faraz see communicating with his friends so to, to tell what, what what was going on in his life and in and in lives of of other refugees right now and then you know you uh, you heard in the news that again there was a new, new fights in Syria for example and wow now now having someone from there having actually family still in Syria how does he react 
react to it what's what's his his take on on all uh, on all of this and so yeah it's it's it i i felt that it it became much it, it was much more part of my of my life through this relationship i had so and uh, you did this movie together oh, um yeah, actually two movies um and in the second one you interviewed lots of different refugees um and you had a lot of different point of views on the refugee crisis and their ways and their situation in germany how did you perceive the situation of those refugees in germany it's uh, all all of them told us uh, during the interviews that uh, it was a tough start for each and any one of them that that the language was was a problem for and for some still was at at that point in time others then really managed very well and became fluent in uh, in speech so so they all um, had their their problems language wise and also it was like a little culture shock so one one refugee told us that he just realized how it was a very he told it in a funny way and it, it was something that the audience could really re relate very well to because he told uh, us that he didn't realize that his beard uh, has such a strong reaction or causes such a, such a, such a strong reaction because with his um, arabian looks uh, in combination with his beard he, he he said it 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 seemed that the people were were trying to to get on the other side of the street and And, uh, and were very reserved and then he, he shaved his beard off and suddenly realized uh, a whole different reaction fr from the people so uh, things like that small anecdotes like that just illustrated that uh, yeah that it was for, for each and any one of them really a completely new culture a completely new life they, they were thrown into mm. so and when you're um, produce the movie and um, is there any message you want to show the audience is there any thought you want to give to people I would say the, the, the most important thing that this movie could achieve is to just give this this whole crisis and to give the, those numbers a face or several faces and and and, and a human side just showing the, those people not only the refugees but also the helpers And um, that they are that they are just normal people uh, with problems and hopes and aspirations. Each and every one of us can uh, associate with, and and just show that yeah, it's it's when when we talk about the refugee crisis that it's it's not some faceless anonymous threats from wherever, but that those are just people like you and me, and. Uh, Who, who struggle but who are also on, on their way hoping for a better life and also yeah sharing some some anecdotes by themselves which which just help us to to empathize with them hmm. yeah so that's definitely also what you said in the beginning that yeah suddenly you had a face now the audience has some faces and it makes it really easier to understand it's not a crowd it's like a lot of individuals which can be hard to to keep in mind from time to time because in the media you only hear the numbers absolutely and, that, and those are very big numbers numbers the the human mind really cannot process when, when you talk about thousands of people who, who die or hundred thousands or millions of people who, who have to um, escape their home country those, those numbers might be impressive but 
you can you cannot really uh, process them and it's it's much more powerful i think to have some human um, faces and some personal stories to associate these numbers with um, and when you think back to the refugees you interviewed in the movie is there anything you still know what you learned from them i think i really just realized what what i what i what i, what I told you before that um that those are not abstract concepts but those those are real people who with who who really who really have to struggle it was not i i i realized that that all of those things before and i and i read from it i hear from it in the media but but now having having these people sitting in front of you just just gave me an, an another perspective uh, yeah mm -hmm. and those people probably yeah also told you about their challenges they had when they came to germany you already gave some examples yeah what what is the hardest for them when they arrive do you remember what they find really challenging yeah the the, the language was uh, was a big problem um german culture was was for some for, uh, was for some of them a problem and also to 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 just process what what happened to them because uh, they really had yeah on they, they experienced things during their escape which uh, which are unimaginable for the middle european audience me included so those those are things they they had to yeah They, they had to carry around with and at the same time trying to look forward and and to st and and to to really try to re reclaim their life or, or to to rebuild their life from from the ground up and um this this in combination with a completely different culture a completely different mentality faced a real challenge for for all of them in the end and how did they handle these experiences did they get any professional psychological Kill help, or um, do you know if they handled it all by their own, or could they even handle it? Um, we did not dive too deep into this exact question du during uh, during the interviews. Uh, I cannot tell you if they got professional help. I would say that some of them experienced things which should really get professional attention, but at the same time. Um, It was not our place to, you know, to be patronizing or anything like that. We we just observed. We 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 posed those questions. For us, did most of the those interviews, and I think I think that was a very good thing too, because he himself had similar experiences. He he was a Syrian refugee himself, so um, I think they they opened up in a whole different way towards him, um, as if 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 I or some other. Um, German interviewer would have posed those same questions and Ferras really knew when to to stop and he, he he did not push them beyond their their comfort zone and still still there were very emotional moments um, uh, moments they wanted to share with us uh, but uh, which which really got to them so we, we we felt that there were that there were many things which uh, which are not really processed and to be quite frank with you I'm I'm not sure if they will ever get processed i'm just saying this uh, because having read about you know um, uh, veterans of, of world wars and so on is having seen documentaries uh, where they tell about their experiences you see that t sometimes after 50 years just 
just reliving those uh, those experiences, just talking about them, starts to 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 to, to get to, to get to them emotionally again. So I I, I could uh, I think that that many of those refugees will carry around those experiences they they made for a very long time. But all that having said. What we also learned was that they that that all of them, all the people we interviewed at least, got a tremendous uh, help from f from the people uh, living here, from those helpers that uh, we also interviewed, and, uh, and that was a very hard heartwarming experience to, to, to see uh, those people who invested themselves so much and to really try to you know to, to be a family to them so there were really people who, 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 who were guest families uh, and um, where they really lived, where the refugees lived along with them um, but there were also people who just you know were, were there for them uh, every day for everyday life tasks driving them around uh, helping them um, translating things for them and those were things i also then then did for feras too i did not get interviewed in the movie but i could really relate relate well to them because it is um, i think it's 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 such a small thing to do for you to i don't know to to translate like paperwork for them and it's, it's it's such a tremendous help you can you can give them then uh, on the other side so each and every one of us can can do a lot by really not doing the, that much you know what i mean uh, just just reaching out and and trying to be of help whenever they need it uh, is can can go a lo very long way and those were experiences we heard over and over again during those interviews yeah, that's super interesting because I also interviewed Ferraz uh, some days ago um, and he also said that he was super impressed by you, that you assisted him without him giving anything back. So this was something he was really yeah, fascinated about. Yeah, that's really nice uh, to hear. And, and, and to, to be very clear about it, I think this should just be human behavior in general. You know, when someone when you when you see that someone needs your help and you can do it you know without ripping a leg out let's say like like that if you, if you can help just just with small things do it you know um be it a refugee be it any 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 other kind of person and this is one of those very important things that i try to keep to to keep during this whole experience was to to not see the see those people coming from other from other countries as as someone completely stranger but just seeing them through a very human lens and to see okay is this someone i can relate to on a on a, on a, on a human level uh, do we do we have hobbies do we have things we can talk about and so on or not so there are refugees i cannot relate to just just as i can as there are people from here from germany i cannot relate to and vice versa you know so i really just try to to, to yeah to to be to Faras and to the people I interviewed just in the same way and to anyone else. And it's also an interesting point, actually, when you think about there are lots of people who are kind of nervous about refugees or they don't really know mm. how to talk to them or are even scared or whatever. That there seems to be a barrier mm. between some people and refugees, for example, or any other migrants and i think for sure the language and culture might be a barrier but also maybe previous yeah. life experience that these people can't relate to what yeah, those totally. people have gone through 
and probably also that some Germans might just they don't know how to handle possible traumatized people, for example. I think this can create also an extra barrier. Did the families did give any advice how they handled the situation, how they um, found out how to yeah, deal with all these barriers? Um, no, not so much. It, 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 I think it was really baked into the DNA to 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 just to, to have this um, urge to help and also to to, to be in in the living circumstances uh, being able to help so for example this 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 one family it, it was a good fit because i think she was uh, she was a, a, a mother the father was not available in this in in, in the house and um I, I think it was for her a very let's say like a project or a very good way to yeah to, to, to give back and also have one more you know one more boy in the house and, and just just fill up the house with life so so it, it, it was something that that was a very very good fit for her life and then but 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 just having the idea to, to do something like this uh, I think this you, you you just have to have have to feel that it's uh, that it's the right thing to do and this 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 is this is a big ask actually so you can I, I would not expect from from anyone to just say well here be you know just help a refugee let him become part of your family because it's not not for everyone not everyone has the the possibilities to to, to do so but those those people that do they they are there and then they um yeah i it's a good question why they are doing it actually or or um how what they what they what they get out of it it's it's just i think this that there are people who who, re who really like to help and then try to yeah to and and then oh so <laughs> coming back to a, coming back to a question actually um, how they de how they dealt with those problems or trauma i think the, just being just offering this kind of help and in, in, in this intensity just being there just showed that that they are that they are the kind of people you you want to be around with that, that feel protected by and uh, and those things alone i think were were very um were very powerful and and then comes another other interesting uh, aspect uh, too was that this family for example they they were not like you know they were absolutely not pretentious so when you when we interviewed them it did not feel like ah oh, we think it's we oh, we we feel so good about ourselves that we are such good people to do this no it was they, they were very direct they they had a very very let's say earthy um, vibe uh, about them they were very straight and they said yeah, they were complex and it was interesting that to, to see how you know their religion not con not not conflicted but 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 got in touch with his uh, really uh, religion and things like that and and it, it, it just felt like they were humans they had a very they had a very uh, their, their very own manners and they extended their whole behavior and they extended their uh, their being to to, uh, to this guy as well yeah, i think this is interesting because i can imagine that people who want to help refugees for example or to assist anything are afraid that they could say anything wrong to i don't know to maybe trigger any trauma experience um, to ha handle this kind of experience because if you're not a psychologist 
how can you know how to deal with those experiences? Yeah, also, also me when I was sitting on a boat and I had a uh, in the Mediterranean Sea, I had a male refugee man sitting next to me on the tube mm -hmm. of the boat, and he was like crying for the whole way to the harbor, mm -hmm. and he was really not in good condition, and well. I didn't know how to how to react to this mm. because there was literally nothing I could do. So I just said from time to time, hey, we're in Greece now, you're safe now, whatever. But there's but there's nothing you can do mm -hmm. for this person. Oh, man. Just being nice. But being nice can feel like just a drop on a hot stone. So you feel like you can say nice words, but that would not change yeah. the situation. So you feel like you could be overwhelmed or you could not really make a difference to a person or whatever. But, 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 but first of all, I have to say it's, it's, it's great. So you actually did much more than just being nice to them in the situation. So you were really there uh, at, at the sea, um, helping those people, rescuing those people. So I, I think this is, this is no, no small feat at all and, and something they, those people will, will remember. For the for the rest of their lives, so I think this is the, this cannot be overstated how how much really in physical help uh, you, you you did for your part, and then uh, coming back to 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 Jen, you know, just being too friendly the, uh, to them, I think this this also cannot be overstated enough because um, those are those are those things I, I talked before earlier, um, those small things for you small things which which can make really a big big difference for them because even if You know, it's it's just a small thing, and even if they they do not oh, are, are in awe or whatever, um, those small experiences add up and um, are basically the foundation of integration, the foundation of feeling welcome, the the foundation of uh, just yeah feeling as a human being. And um, uh, th this was something we all we heard over and over again from the from the refugees we interviewed. Uh, that they were so thankful for Germany, for for the people, and and for, for the tremendous help they got. And this is something that really uh, get I don't think gets really overreported in the media. You know, we in 2015 you had you, you had media reports who who, who, who yeah who, who who said yeah that that, that the Germans are you know welcoming uh, no refugees and so on. But I have the impression that the media cycle then got tired of talking about this message and I said well now to the for, for better narration we now have to have to say that you know that all shifted and now everything gets much more hostile and so on and well it's true that 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 there, that there is a percentage of people who who then got a got a problem with this i think for the overall majority of people in germany it's it's it, it's still true that they really wanted to help and that they are that they are really um uh welcoming For the for the people as they are here, so being be, being nice, I think is, is is a very 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 important thing that that everyone can do. Uh, yeah, but actually, this is the point I think. So so if people are afraid to get in touch with people or to yeah to are afraid to say something wrong or whatever, that there of course there might be things that can trigger anything, but you can't predict them and you can't know about them. Yeah encourage people just to to not be afraid of saying something wrong it's even better to say anything and to be nice absolutely yeah 
and this is what I wanted to say. <laughs> this was the last thing. Exactly. Yeah, you you said it. You said it right. That it's it it is it is a very it's it's not helpful. It's absolutely not productive to say yourself. Oh, so many things can go wrong. So I just leave it be. I, I just do not talk to them. I just I'm not I'm not contacting them. I'm not contacting contacting any one of them because what's what might go wrong. This this doesn't help. So maybe maybe you break a few eggs. Maybe something happens. Uh, of course, you know you, you you never know. I mean, every party you can talk to anyone and just you know how how do, how do we Germans say ins Fettnäpfchen treten? You know, so, say something wrong and embarrass yourself or whatever. And this should not be the the reason for not trying to engage in a conversation. Mm. Yeah, I think also being afraid of saying something politically incorrect, mm. those things, political correctness is yeah, a huge topic when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. I think it's also part of the same same topic. Yeah. Yeah, so when you think back to your own environment, on your social environment, did they also change through your friendship with Feras? Did they also get yeah, to know him and... That they also change somehow. Yeah, um, I would say I am blessed with a, with a, with social social contacts and a family which really shares my values and which shares my view on the world and the, the, the refugee situation in particular. So they were always very interested in hearing me talk about my personal experiences to all, all of the small those small things, I so small moments I had with Favras and actually. Um, I think it was my sister, or maybe even both of both of my sisters came along when when I got dinner at at Farah's place. So there, so there were contact points of contact, uh, which which also enriched their very own life experience. But as a whole, I, I think it just it did not change my my social environment so much because it was always just <laughs> you know what I mean. It, It was exactly yes. It was already open, and um, they were wow, wow. It, it was interesting for them to, to see. Oh wow! Now we have we know someone who who is in contact by himself in, uh, with the situation in in particular. But um, yeah, it was more like curiosity. It, I don't think that it really changed them. I hope. I hope it didn't change an awful lot. I have to say. I, I hope they they all had those those views <laughs> in the beginning. So I thought because the topics I talk about in this podcast can be a bit negative from time to time because I'm talking about the challenges and traumas and whatever refugees might face, it can leave the audience behind with a bit of negative thoughts maybe. So I want to get to the more positive points in the end of each episode so that people can take out of each episode different positive news too. I mean, we also talked about the positive impact of those guest families, for example, but is there any maybe specific positive or nice experience you got through the whole, yeah, the time where you got in contact with the refugee situation? Yeah, absolutely. And for my... Um Uh, personally, for me, uh, the two film films we produced were a very interesting experience. All the interviews we had and on, all, all, all the works on the film. But for me personally, I have to say the friendship that developed out of those collaborations with Faraz was for me the 
the most positive thing I got out, um, the most interesting, the most uh, um, 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 enriching uh, experience. And, you know, under other circumstances, so it was like w one tiny bit of... Uh, of a good side this whole crisis had because um, otherwise I, I don't think that I would have gotten into contact with uh, with a Syrian uh, man um, who's also interested in uh, in media production and um, yeah it and I and, and he invited me over as I, as I told you before to uh, several times uh, to, to to eat uh, Syrian food uh, and and those were just great moments, authentic moments, m m moments you, yeah, you um, you you cannot uh, facilitate or, or or produce if you are not really willing to you know go all out and and, um, and go to yeah, Syria or whatever. Uh, so yeah, this is something that that, that really stays. Um, uh, there was a girl talking about. Um, all the experiences with the new cultures they uh, she had she was super excited about all the different kind of foods she she ate and everything and i think this is something um mm -hmm. yeah, also important to keep in mind mm -hmm. that if you're getting cut in touch with new people from yeah. new countries um mm. it's always an exciting experience to learn about these new cultures to uh, see how different food can can look like or whatever um yeah, and this can also be a super, super positive experience, Absolutely. like traveling without leaving the country, for example. So um, I think this uh, is also something um, yeah, one should just try out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and food in general is a great way to, to get into contact with, uh, with people, I, I'd say. F uh, here in our region, we, ha we have, uh, have had several events. And also during the premieres of our, um, uh, both of our movies, um, they were also served uh, Syrian food and Iranian food. Um, and then there were other events uh, where refugees cooked for everyone who's, who's interested in, in tasting it and those were great events and great, great moments where people came together over um, food. Right. so uh, this is, this is, is generally, good, generally I think a very, yeah, very good, good way to, um, to um, connect film. Um, do you have any final words um, to sum up yeah, the previous interview or anything you want to add um, I would just say that as just as uh, the the politician uh, said that we interviewed in in the movie um you can never forget that those the people that came they were not a wave they were not like a threat they were just people people like you and me and they speak another language they have another uh, culture and so on sure but beyond that uh, uh, they are just normal people and just try to to never forget this that this, this is not an abstract concept uh, there is no no group uh, who all want the same thing or who, who, who all are just there to do a special thing they're just human beings who, who, who want the best for themselves and for their families and who came in a, in a time of very very great suffering um, and we as a as a people 
were in the position to, to help them and are in a position to help them. And we will not, it will not destroy our country. None of us, I think, really had to, had to give up uh, anything. Um, and, and just being nice and just right. seeing, seeing you the news it's, it's, um, um, could yeah. make the, the, the world as a whole uh, to, to a much better place. Thank you.